We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Sunday night, everybody. I'm Scott Jensen. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, sponsored by WinBet. That's W-Y-N-N. I am joined, as always, oh, I guess not as always, at a couple off, but uh, it's by as usual by uh, Jeff Erickson. Jeff, how are you this Sunday night? I'm great. I'm great. Good. I'm glad we're doing this at our regular time. Yep. It's been um, a while. It's been a while. It's been a really long time, but uh, glad to be doing it. So, uh, and, you know, hey. Golf, you know, it was, it was fun watching the 37,000 times they played 18 <laughs> at the golf tournament today. But, uh, you know, anyway, this is a baseball podcast. We'll save our rant for that on Tuesday. But, uh, hey, rumor has it that gaming golf got the uh, winner right. So uh, you might want to check the archives there with me and Ritter to see uh, if we get it right. I, I, I like that. I was unable to join last week, and you're picking winners. I don't think that there is, I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah, well, it's only because I had to work harder than usual there. Instead of just like letting you get you carry the whole podcast. So, anyways, um, how are your yeah, baseball was, going? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's been weird. Like it, it was really bad for like three weeks, and then one of my two main events team kind of did well this week, and I'm not giving up on the other one. But it's kind of at the point where the pitching's so bad that I might have to. But it was a it was a fun weekend in baseball. I know everybody's probably watching Yankees, Red Sox, or Dodgers, Cubs, but. I tell you what, Jeff, anybody who watched A's Giants this week, and I know I'm a little bit of a homer there, but that series was like, it was electric. The crowds were crazy because those teams yeah. hate each other. Anyway, the fans don't like each other. Good rivalry. And then all of a sudden, like really good game. Saturday night was, it was painful because the A's lost it about seven different times, but like really good back and forth games. I'll tell you what, like we kind of wrote off the Giants in May, but I mean, that team battles. They they have good at bats. They have good pitching. It's like, they bring out, like Tyler Rogers looked really good, which, you know, last year was like, oh, here comes Tyler Rogers. Here's four runs. And he looks really good. Jake McGee's out there throwing one pitch and looking good. But it was a it was a really fun and good series, and it's a it's fun when both those teams are good. That those games are really good. Yeah, they, they were. Um, yeah, it was, it was a gut punch Saturday night, uh, especially because you got down to your 18th man in the bullpen there in Birch Smith, and you know, well, good God, yeah, that was tough. But I mean, it's the, the the relay by Chapman to hose oh, the runner at the plate yeah. in the ninth that was awesome. It was uh, funny because you could tell they were running on Tony Kemp, which you should do. Yes. And then you could see the third base coach is like, oh, damn. They threw it to Chapman, and it was just lights out at that point. That yeah. Chapman's got Chapman's got such a gun. It's insane. It's like running on Chris Davis. It's, oh, yeah. As long as you hit the cutoff, man, you're yeah. fine. And Chris, Dam- Chris, da- Chris Davis wouldn't hit the cutoff, man, so the guy would have scored. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was right. nice. Yeah. Uh, Matt Chapman, by the way, coming alive at the plate, too, a little bit. Finally. I, I mean, seeing that. 
he figured it had to at some point, maybe just uh, off the surgery and the, the injuries, maybe he just needed some time. But he finally, like the last two weeks, kind of looks like the guy that uh, that we all liked in, in 2019 a lot. Obviously, the demons has always been there. But, yeah, he's uh, definitely coming live. The play it's a good time because Matt Olsen had a really quiet series. He's been carrying them, um, so you can't really fault that. He hit a really tight, really quiet week. But uh, with, uh, with with Chapman coming along, uh, you know, and Loriano's back now, hopefully they can score some. But I'll tell you what, their bullpen, you mentioned the bullpen got fried on Saturday night. Cole Irvin comes out today, throws eight shutout innings. Like, talk about timing something well. Like, if they had to go to the bullpen today, they were in big trouble. Like, as you saw, they brought in D- Diolis Guerra to come in. And he had to take him out in the ninth. He was so bad in the sixth inning game. But um, I tell you yeah. what, get, get eight innings out of uh, out of a guy like Cole Irvin on a day when your bullpen's dead. I mean, there, there's no way to quantify how valuable that was for the team. Yeah, and they get that off day tomorrow, or, which by the time you're listening to that means today. And then they right. get uh, and then they get Texas, which on paper at least should be pretty good, although it wasn't so great yeah. in theory then, in but, Texas. But then Boston and Houston back-to-back. Yeah, but again, another off day between the Boston yeah. and Houston series. And Houston had the decency to lose today, too, so you got one of those games. But. Yeah, lost two out of three to, to, to the Tigers, which is uh, which is not what I expected. But, you know, it's baseball. You can't just beat everybody easily. But it was nice, too. Right. Their, their bats finally cooled down a little bit, which uh, has not happened in a while. But let's uh, before we jump into Fab, it was not a huge Fab week. I'm kind of curious to see who you were looking to pick up this week. It was not, not a ton of names, probably less than we normally see. But uh, let's look ahead at Week 14 real quick. Uh, it's nice. We only have one team with five games. The Rays play five games. They're off on Monday and Thursday. Not only that, they go to a National League park. So they're gonna be down one hitter the first part of the week. They are at uh, they're at Washington, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, at Washington. Correct. And then uh, they're back. They're up in Buffalo for the weekend. But the, so there's uh, you know they have uh, they only have two games and they don't have a DH for those first two games. So that's it's a tough week for uh, for Tampa Bay hitters. If you got like a, a G man Choi, maybe it depends on who they sit, but it could be uh, could be tough there. Um, and he uh, he they get uh, get John Lester one of those games. So if you have Choi, he's going to play one game max. So probably a good week to sit him. But there's some good schedules this week. The Rockies are home all week. They are they have three against the Pirates, four against the Cardinals, uh, which obviously makes those teams have good 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 weeks also. And then we got the Cardinals have three. Against Arizona and four against Colorado. Tough to tough to line it up too much better than that. Yeah, and Cardinals desperately need this. I mean, yeah, the only thing do. worse than the Cardinals hitting this last month has been the Cardinals pitching. Uh, they, they're in a bad way right now. I mean, lost yeah. three out of four to Pittsburgh. You know, the Jack Flaherty injury was like the perfectly targeted injury. And they, they one guy they could not afford to lose because lose it was like that kinetic chain. Everything else, everybody else had to move up one. You took out Miles Michaelis too, and yep. they, they're not getting innings. You know, John Gant got kicked out of the rotation, even with them down two starters. They, he still yeah. couldn't hang. Um, Oviedo looked bad all week. Too. Oh, just, what a terrible two step! He's oh. just, just walking too many guys. You just, you just can't you can't function if you walk that many guys. Yeah, they got they they got beaten both games in Detroit, and then they uh, lost three out of four to the this, the Pirates. Just a tough tough weekend. <laughs> yeah, but the, three, three out of the four Pirates, and they they got a perfect game against the first five innings. Bad guy that I admit I did not know who he was before today. Same, same. Yeah. Uh, Kranich, and you know I. Yeah, and he got, he got the thing is, I wonder if there weren't the rain delay, how long he would have been allowed to go. Yeah, but it's too bad. That, he, had, he had five perfect and they got they had a rain delay. That's that's a, kind of a bummer. I wonder I was thinking the same thing, like how long did they let that guy go? I, I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, and right now they're kind of in a six-man rotation with that. We'll see how long that lasts. But hey, I mean, this is a team that can afford to experiment a little bit more. You know, we're we're seeing like these guys like Kranick, uh Thompson in, in Florida. Some yep. guys are kind of emerging that we we didn't expect anything out of and Made for some tough decisions. Now, Kranich wasn't eligible for bidding in the the yeah. NFPC, 
but Thompson was, and I'm sure we'll talk about him a little bit later. But yeah, uh, there's, there's a couple of guys that were kind of uh, didn't know uh, didn't know who they were a week and a half ago that we're, we're bidding on, which makes it fun. So uh, the, the Astros have a good week again. They got four against Baltimore, three against Cleveland. Like a, just a great. I think maybe three Baltimore, four Cleveland. Either way, uh, you know, Cleveland. It's funny because uh, you know two months ago we're like, oh, Cleveland's rotation that's going to be tough, but obviously no police <laughs> act. No Shane Bieber, no Aaron Savale too. Like they're they're just talk about a team that they're they just got been decimated at the starting pitching. It's brutal. Yeah, Tristan McKenzie got sent down. I mean, it, it's just horrible. Now, uh Plesak starting a rehab assignment, but it's yeah. gonna be a, a couple of weeks, I'm thinking, still. But yeah, uh all the special sauce in the world is not helping them right now. Yet, you know, they're staying afloat. They are. They're, 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 it's impressive. They're, yeah, I mean, their bullpen is really solid. That helps. Cal Quantrill's had turned in a couple of good outings, though his last one wasn't so good. Uh but, you know, they're managing. They're getting by, at least. Now, I think some of that scheduled base, um, I think Frank Kona is just a fantastic manager, too. Yeah, they've, they've, they've figured out a way. Josh Naylor got hurt today, which, which oh, is, and that was a horrible. It's one of those injuries that they, they showed once. They're like, yeah, we're not showing that again. It was it was right. awful to watch. You could tell the second he did it, not just his reaction, but the way he did it, you knew he was he was done. It's kind of a kind of a bummer there because he's really got a chance to play every day. Uh, wasn't doing a ton, but it'd been decent. But yeah, that division is weird. Like uh, the, they're two and a half behind the White Sox, and then you've got three just really bad teams. I don't know if Minnesota's gonna be this bad all year, but you've got Detroit, Minnesota, and Kansas City all ten games under. It's a it's a the AL Central is is rough going. I'll say this, Detroit. I mean. They're bad, but they're not like special bad anymore. Yeah. Manning pitched well in his last outing. Yeah, Casey Scoob- Mize is really coming around. Scoobles pitching well. Scoobles was awesome today. Uh, he, they've been. They, you could slowly see it start to come that uh, those guys might end up being pretty good, pretty darn good pitching rotation, and, and not 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 for too not in too long. Yeah, let's hope Spencer Turnbull comes back pretty soon too. That would yeah. be nice. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, and they've got on the hitting side. They've got uh, you know Torkelson still coming up at some point. Uh, you know. You know, they've got a couple of prospects. Uh, still, they, they need a lot more bats. They're kind of doing the opposite of the Astros build, where the Astros just yeah. brought up all these hitters and filled in with veteran pitchers. And, uh, you know, it's more like the vintage Atlanta Braves type of uh, build of a form, uh, roster. If it uh, if it works out like that, I think they'll sign up for that right now. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because then you look at the AL East and you've got, you've got four teams over 500. You've got four teams that are in the mix. The Yankees are... Not going the right direction, though. Swept by the Red Sox this weekend and kind of dominated, too. The Red Sox smoked Garrett yeah. Cole today. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez kind of got right. Like, it's weird that, you know, the team to get right against is the Yankees, but it's kind of the way it is right now. They're just they're just, they're just struggling. They have a minus four run differential. I don't think we saw that coming when, when the year started at all. I was feeling pretty good about my e- trading away Erod for Randall Gritchick uh, deal with Larry Schechter like three weeks ago till today. Now That's- I'm like – that's still, uh, yeah, you got a ways to go before you'd be worried about that. Richard's yeah, Richard, not hitting very well yeah, since he's, then, though. He slowed down a little bit. He was really mm-hmm. hot in the first couple of months, and now, um, yeah, that, that's tough. That Blue Jays lineup, yeah, that Blue Jays lineup is insane. You look at it like one yeah. through eight are all guys that are really good. And then when they get Alejandro Kirk back, maybe this week, like you put him in the nine spot, that's an up and down lineup. Like there's no place you can take a breath. It's it's crazy how good that lineup is. Yeah, Kevin Biggio is your breath, except he'll t- he'll work yeah. the count at least against right? you. Yeah, he'll get a uh, walk, and it's just I mean, just they just. Every guy can hit, and it's just it, it's impressive. Them and uh, them and uh, who's I think oh them in Houston, like Houston, like the top six guys are just mashing. It's just uh, there's some really good offenses. It's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. The, the wild cards gonna be really tough in the L. It's gonna be a battle the whole way through. Um, so let's see. I think uh, Jeff lost his, his hearing for a second there, but I'll keep going. Uh, that's kind of the week fourteen preview. We're gonna talk some uh, talk some fab. Uh, first guy I want to talk about, Jeff. Are you back now? Oh, I hear noises. 
live live podcasting, folks. It's uh, it's fantastic. All right. Well, Jeff is fixing his audio. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, Kyle Muller, who uh, is the uh, brave starter who's found his way into the rotation and uh, seems to be sticking right now. Five innings, one hit, two walks, nine strikeouts today at Cincinnati. Really looked good against uh, you know against a, a good offense that uh, they can obviously really hit in a park that they can really hit in. Um, it was not great in AAA, 4.6 ERA, 31 innings pitched, uh, about a 29% strikeout rate, so he was punching guys out. The walk rate's the problem with, with Muller, and I was looking at him to bid on him. I kind of brought my bids down a little bit just based on the walk rate. 2019 in double, I had a lot of issues with walks to 14.5% walk rate there. Uh, the strikeouts were still good, 26%, uh, 3.1 far ERA, though. He really he got guys out well, but the, the walk rate does scare me a little bit. Uh, does throw 95. The walks were less of an issue prior to 2019, which I really like to see as I kind of went back over his his minor league stuff. Uh, you know, he, maybe uh, maybe it's just a, a little bit of a blip in 2019 trying to figure it out, but uh, has pitched well so far. Um, I want to get Jeff's reaction to him, but I don't know if he's back yet. I think he's still. I think he's still trying to figure out his mic. So it's an interesting one. I thought. Uh, I thought Mueller was an interesting pickup. You just. It's, it's tough with rookie pitchers. We've seen so many rookie pitchers this year that have really struggled coming up. We saw a lot of guys. You know, pitched pitched uh, really struggled early. Then has kind of settled in. Alec Manoa. We still don't know. He's coming off suspension. Had you know his last start was a little bit better. But uh, you know, Daniel Lynch got set back down. A lot of guys have really struggled upon their first call up. So it's been. Uh, it's been tough in that regard. But uh, I was in on Mueller a little bit. Probably in like the twenties in uh, main event and like kind of the the. 7 to 15 range in a 12 team or pitches for a really good team like a score a lot of runs you know if just a guy that can get through five innings he can win games which is which is obviously really important as we uh, as we find you if you look at your any standings you're in whether you have to be in an NFBC league or a local league um those win those win categories are so bunched up i've got a couple where you know you drop you drop a couple wins you you drop like five points you add a couple wins and all of a sudden you're adding you know, you're adding six or seven points. So wins are going to be huge. And if you get someone that's on a good team, uh, it can really work. And the, the Braves are a team that can score some runs. Jeff, yeah, are you are. back now? There you I are. am back. I am back. Yes. Wow. Finally. That's the, that's the longest I've ever had to talk. People are probably bored of hearing me already. Yeah. Well, I, I, some, <laughs> I won't get into the details, but I think no. it was working longer than I thought it was working, but I just had to leave and enter the studio again. And everything's fine. So yeah, no uh, I was just talking, uh, was talking, ta- talking Kyle Muller, you know, uh, walk rate in the minors was a concern for me, but as I looked, you know, pitching for a good team, pitch has pitched really well today at Cincinnati at the Reds. Um, I think this was such a tough week for pitchers that he was kind of the top of my list because a, there's a little bit of upside here. He strikes guys out. The walk rate's concerning, but there just weren't a ton of options, and he pitches for a good team. If you're looking for some wins, if you can get through five, you might find yourself getting some. Yeah, uh, Reds really struggle against lefties lately. Um, that m- might be one thing to pay attention to a little bit there. Uh, you know, it, it, they're hit. They're, they're kind of a hot and cold team anyhow, but I, I think that uh, they're definitely a team that you could uh, consider, uh, you know, maybe – Maybe kind of streaming against this week if you get any other lefties against him. But yeah, and then I think he draws Miami this week. Muller does, so I like that. Yes. With Muller, it's always been a matter of con- uh, control. Yeah, if he's got control, then he, he's going to be someone that's a, a pretty good use. And you know, so far looked pretty good there today. That's for sure. Shut them down, and uh, we'll see what happens. Can I ask you a Reds question real quick since you brought that up? Sure. Where are you right now on Eugenio Suarez? I had someone ask me a question earlier today about picking him up in a twelve team where they got dropped, and I was like. I think you got to do it. I mean, there's a, there's a chance he might suck all year, but there's a chance he gets 20 home runs in the second half too. Like, I just think, I think that's a guy that you've got to take a chance and pick up. But I was curious, you you watch way more Reds games than I do. Are you just, is he just lost? I mean, he has what, he has 16 home runs, right? Like he's hitting the, when he hits it, he hits it far. It's just hitting a buck 75. It's tough to overcome. Second lowest uh, batting average, I think in the majors. Uh, it's just, he's whiffing a ton. Um, 
and the, this same, is like, the same same whiff rate as last year and the year before. Yeah, that was a ton. I know, it's still, I know it's still a ton, but like, I guess he hit 202 last year. So yeah, I just, he's hit, he's not hitting the ball as hard as his hard hit rates down. I just, I don't know. He's walking less. I don't know if it, I, I just, his, his Babbitt's 188 though. Like at some point that can't sustain, right? No, it probably can't, but three straight years now of sub 70% contact rate. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, the, the whiffs are real. Uh, I don't know what happened to him, but he, he, it, it is, it's clearly for real. And he was, uh, he was five years of like kind of a 23, 20%. It definitely jumped three years ago and it stuck. You're right. Yeah. And, you know, in 2019, he had a 312 Babbitt. Last year was 214, 188 this year going into the day. Home run to fly ball ratio is going down 29.5, down to 25% last year, 18.8 this year so far going into the day, of course. Uh, he's hitting more ground balls this year too, which is also a concern. And that, that's, the, that's the thing I don't like is not not only is he getting worse results on the fly balls, but he's hitting fewer of them. Yeah, and it, it's weird. Like, you look at it, and the ground balls, the up is all, all come from his line drive percentage, which you don't want to see. He's hitting, he's, I mean, yeah. easily career low line drive percentage. And that's just, uh, that's a bad sign. You see it in the hard the hard hit stuff. You just, he's not hitting the ball hard. When he does, his, his barrel rate's still really good. It's 14%. When he hits it, it's gone. But just all those other ones are just, he's not hitting nearly as many line drives. So I'm uh, I'm concerned, but I don't think you can leave him on the wave wire. I think there's too much upside here to to, to, to leave him out there. I'd agree. Uh, the the maybe uh, the exception is if you're trying to protect batting average. Yeah. If you're like top three in batting average in your league, and there's people that are tight on you, I, I think you're probably better off trying to find find. I mean, you have to be desperate for power in that instance. Other instances, I think, yeah, you go with it. I think I think there's a heater coming at some point. I just have to think that he's gonna he's gonna run into some 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 positive bad luck at some point. But uh, you mentioned Zach Thompson earlier. No other younger pitchers. Uh, actually, not not that not that young, but uh, early, in the majors, young. But he's 27 years old. Uh, pitched really well on Saturday. Had 11 strikeouts across six innings against the Nationals in 2019 in AAA. Was not great. He had a five and a half ERA over 70 innings. Um, the the strikeouts were still decent enough. I think he was uh, he was a 25 percent strikeout guy that year with only seven percent walks. So the numbers weren't that bad. Just had a lot of home run issues. I uh, get up like two home runs per nine in, in AAA. But uh, 2019 in AAA was super happy fun ball year. Uh, were you interested or in it all on, on Tam- Thompson today? Thought about it. I, I just didn't want to go crazy. I wonder, though, if the Marlins may have some special sauce. Uh, and this is his first full year in their organization. Um, he was a part, a part of the White Sox prior to that. Uh, yeah, I mean, 2019, as you alluded to, he struck out guys. But he also gave up 15 homers in 70 innings. Yeah. Now, you alluded to the ball, too, of course. Uh, that, that's a big part of it. Hasn't given up a homer at the big league level. He was terrible at Jacksonville, though, even before the call-up. That's the yeah, thing. He that, was. I mean, you know, they were using him as a reliever too. Eight in, you know, eight outings, fifteen innings. You know, he was just. This is kind of like an emergency guy, and now he's kind of getting a fuller chance. And it helps that Sixto got health, got hurt. Elysier can't get help, stay healthy. Yep. I mean, I think they're just trying to find guys that can stick. This could go quickly. I mean, he gets Atlanta, who hasn't been that great lately. Yeah. Uh, month of June has been pretty bad for them. They're down Ozuna, obviously. They're down, uh, you know, catcher also. So they're 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 weaker t- uh, lineup than they usually are. But then after Atlanta, he gets a home start against the Dodgers. Dodgers are actually better on the road than they are at home, anyhow, offensively. So these are two bad starts in a row. Dodgers, Dodgers are getting healthy too. Like they've struggled. They had a no hitter yeah. pitch against them on Friday, but you just tell that uh, at some point the tide's going to turn. They're going to score a lot of runs. It's going to be a, they're going to they're going to take it out on a lot of people, including tonight. 
uh, they did so. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that, Albert uh, Al, Albert Alzale did not uh, did not fare well there. They had wait, McKinstry had a grand slam in the first inning, right? Yep. And then and then Cody Bell, Bellinger went uh, went yard in the second. So it was uh, they definitely uh, it's going to come around. You know, Mookie's not going to hit two fifty all year either. I know he's striking out a bunch or at least a bunch for him. But um, got to think that there's going to be a run of Dodgers runs here where they, they're going to score a lot. But uh, what do you do with someone like uh, you know we talked about these young guys? What do you do with someone like a veteran like Eric Lauer? Um, six shutout innings against the Rockies today. Granted, that's road Rockies. Um, you know, someone we like to attack. They are the Rockies are not good. Uh, K rate was up though, 24.6% before today. And he had strict six strike. I'd say it's the highest of his career. Uh, velocity's up a little bit. He doesn't throw hard, but he's throwing 92 and a half, which makes a big difference when you're, when you're down there, when you go up one, throwing more changeups, more cutters gets Pittsburgh this week. Were you, uh, were you at all in for the stream on Lauer this week? I wasn't, I can see it though. I, I, I can squint and see it a little bit, but you know, Milwaukee is actually a pretty good place to rack up strikeouts. Uh, it's, I think the strikeout rate for both the pitchers and the hitters are higher in Milwaukee, especially with the roof open. Uh, so that's always something to look for there. Uh, and then, you know, Rockies against lefties on the road are just, it's like an, Todd Zola always likes to talk about that's an automatic stream for him. I I missed out on that angle today, but that would have been nice to use. Uh, and then, you know, he gets some Mets next week. It's, I can see it. It's a one start thing for the next two weeks and then of course obviously uh we've got the all-star break after that so you're only getting you're only picking them up for two starts basically yeah and the Mets have been a, a pick on lineup, but they get they're getting Brandon Nimmo back this week. They got Conforto and Jeff McNeil back. Uh, JD Davis yep. coming back maybe the end of next week's going to rehab assignment. Um, they're they're about to be not a lineup you want to just you know automatically pick on. I imagine once once they get those four or five guys back, Jonathan VR will be back uh, late next week too. And Lindor is actually playing like Lindor lately yeah. too. Finally, yeah, they're uh, I think we're about to see the Mets be the Mets uh, with their offense. We thought it was going to be a couple months ago, so it should be interesting. Were there any other uh, two steps real quick before we get to relievers that you're picking up? I looked at I looked at. K- Caleb Smith. I looked at like Danny Duffy. Uh, there yeah. were a couple of the guys. I found it tough. Mike Fultonevich has two, but he's been really bad. But he has Oakland and Seattle, so you can kind of, you know, those are both road games, good places to pitch. Seattle, uh, you want to pick on the A's. You know, kind of depends on the day. There's days where they look good. There's days where they look, they look bad on offense. But uh, any of those names interest you? I was kind of sort of into Caleb Smith a little bit. You know, St. Louis right. offense is struggling a little bit, but then he faces the Giants, and he's been he's been a little bit better. Uh, he's been a little better lately. But was anybody like two star guys you were looking to stream this week? I did pick up Caleb Smith and a 12 and the 15s. Right. Uh, I, I couldn't find anybody. I think Smith might've been already uh, rostered was, in the it was, 15s. A t- it was a tough week to find guys in the 15s. Yeah. I mean, we have Danny Duffy on our bench in w- one of the mains and I don't know if we're going to start him. I know at the first starts. At, I, I just looked at the first start at Boston. I was like, I just don't, I, how do I throw Danny Duffy at Fedway? I just don't, oh, you can't watch it if you throw it. Cause it's, it could be, it could be scary. And the Minnesota start isn't even that great either because yeah. they have a lot of power hitting righties too. Uh, and the other, and the, the X factor is too is how deep in the game he's going to go. You yeah. know, I, I I kind of of the mindset that even you know it, it's okay to just have him rostered, but maybe not active. Um, and even though you always say if you don't can't use him in a two step, well then you can cut him. Well. Unless it's a unique situation like yeah. this, I think there are there are some unique situations, and he's uh, did he he threw an inning of relief between starts too. Right on Friday, he threw an inning that was kind of strange. I missed that actually. That's wild. 
Yeah, he threw one inning against uh, Friday against Texas. He started what was it against the Yankees on Wednesday. So it was kind of strange that you know coming off a forearm strain, they brought it's him back. Throw, like, yeah, it's his throw day, I guess. But, you just yeah. think like that. It's a more stressful. I know you want to throw, and that seems like a more stressful throw day to go in and throw an inning against uh, against a team than it would be just to throw in the bullpen. But well, I you see, know, the, today's see, game, you can't have you know eight eight relievers isn't enough for a team. You got to have nine, yeah. and it's still not enough. But yeah, um, you might end up with Burt Smith throwing throwing important innings. It's, uh, it happens yeah. sometimes. Uh, speaking of bullpen, good. Stuff segue right there by you um i guess we talk about the reds bullpen first everybody's looking for saves right now uh lucas sims went on the il uh tj antone went on the il although it sounds like he got some good news but lucas sims out a month uh we've got amir garrett we've got brad brock who uh you know kind of back name from the past that uh that we, we used maybe two or three years ago garrett's interesting to me he's got a 7.7 era but you look at his recent form last 10 outings nine of them are scoreless a couple of those were third innings. I get it. He, can't, he didn't come in for very long, uh, but he had, the, he had the one game. He didn't get anybody out and he gave two runs. But, like, he's been better. You look at June numbers, they don't look great because on June 1st he gave up four runs. But if you want to squint a little bit, you can kind of see maybe it's coming around. There's a guy that had a two-point, two-and-a-half ERA last year, a 3-2 ERA in 2019. Um, I think he's probably the guy for the next couple saves right now, depending on matchups, you know, if they want a righty-lefty thing with, with Brock. But uh, where, the, where both those guys are available, I was leaning towards Garrett over Brock myself. Yeah, here's here's the scenario you're going to see that you're really going to love. He's going to get like one guy's going to get on, he's going to get two, and David Bell's going to come in with a right hander with a right hander against a righty yeah. matchup because he does that a lot. Um, I think he gets the plurality of chances. I don't even know if it rises to majority, and yet yeah. I still picked him up in a couple of plays. I picked him up in uh, second chance league where we had listen, I had Sims. I think I picked him up in one of my other 12s also. I got outbid in both my uh, mains for him, where I desperately need saves, of course, too. But, uh, you know, I I, I am, I, I, yeah, you know, I, I do think this is longer than just a couple of weeks. Forrest Price just asked, are we worried about Antone's second trip to the aisle in a few weeks? Time? Yes. Yes, yeah, I me am. Too. Me too. Um, they're gonna, He's not going to throw at all probably this week. They say he's hoping to come back first day after the All-Star break. To me, when they shut it down and he doesn't throw for a week, that seems like yeah. it strikes me as longer than three weeks, but we'll see. And the fact is, he is a major spin guy. Yep. Uh, Sims also generates a lot of spin. Yep. I don't think it's a coincidence that they're hurt now. Yeah, um, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, Garrett is worth going after. You know the risks. You know David Bell is going to mess with your head. And it's gonna you're gonna you're gonna be miserable about it. I am too. I'm gonna be he's on, I have him on my watch a couple of places. But here's how awesome I am. I dropped him in a couple of leagues last week and you know wasn't you know finally held on to him in the Rotowire Staff Keeper League all season long. Dropped him finally last week. Now this is because Sims was fine and Antone was coming back. I'm like, fine, I, I give up. Yeah. Uh, and I picked up Ottavino, who got a save for me this week. Yeah, uh, and has nice. been pitching really well for about a month. He's been really good. Yeah, but uh, obviously I cut the wrong guy. Uh, Someone asked Alex, the chat if fifty dollars was too much on on uh, on Amir Garrett. He, you would, I tell all I can say answer is in both my NFC main events, you would not have gotten him for fifty. So I would say that's probably not too much. At least in mine, it was definitely not too. You wouldn't have gotten him for those prices. Sixty-one and thirty-nine respectively, uh, yep. and I was bidding thirty-nine on him as the second place bid. Uh, that yeah, always love it. Hey, I won. I lost the tiebreaker. Uh, the, he goes that one was in Scott's main. Uh, so. 
Yeah, oh, he did, he did pick him up. Someone, yeah, he went for fifty-two. So that must be uh, oh, that, that must be who picked him up there. So that's uh, yeah, I don't think so. I think that uh, and he's a guy. The th- interesting thing with Brad Brock is I know he's pitched well, but I just don't think he's that good. He has a thirteen and a half percent walk rate. His area yeah. is five point eight last year. It was five point five in, in twenty nineteen. Like this is not a guy that I'm worried like he's going to just take the job and run with it. So I think that uh, I think I think uh, I think I agree with that Garrett's uh, Garrett's the guy for uh, you know I don't think it's every say, but I think it's it's more than Brock. Yeah, and the thing is, I I think Brock is a little better. He's there's a lot of talk about him trusting his fastball more and all that. His strikeout rate is higher uh, than it has been in the past, but you're right, he walks a lot of guys. Yeah. Uh, and, and watch Heath Henry get three saves, or Ryan Hendricks get two, or something <laughs> like that. Or hey, Sean Doolittle. Oh, he's been so terrible lately, yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I, you know, you and I both like him um, yeah. as a human being, yeah. but don't like him as a fantasy player. No. Um, so what about Philly? Uh, they finally oh. uh, finally pulled the plug on Hector Naris, announced he wasn't the closer, and he got the, I got a save the next day, which was really funny. I know that it was a doubleheader, and the other guys pitched in the, in the early game. But we're looking at Jose Alvarado. Uh, he came in today. He did come in for the middle of the order. Came up, came in up 4 nothing in the eighth inning. People kind of freaked out a little bit. It was the middle of the order that he came in and faced. Um, I think he gave, gave up a run. He gave a run. Created and then, the save yeah. chance. And then Archie yeah. Bradley came in with the save chance. Gave up a run also. Alvarado, I mean, he's got a 31% strikeout rate, but he has a 20, 19.4% walk rate. Like, that is scary as hell as a reliever. And I get it. He just – he throws hard and has no idea where it's going. So it's hard to hit. It's hard to control. He's just kind of who he is. Everything he throws is 100, and it tails. Like, it's hard to throw strikes with that. I get it, but I don't know. You just It's hard to come as a closer in one-run game, and you walk two guys, and all of a sudden, you know, it's almost impossible to get the save then. But Archie Bradley, I mean, brutal right now. His, his K-minus walk last year was 20.5%. This year it's 1.3%. He's walking 16% of guys. He's a strikeout rate's only 17%. I just I had no interest in Bradley. If he ends up getting a couple saves, fine, but I just, it's not a guy that I want to be in on right now. We put him on like as our 10th option. Just yeah, I think that's, we had, that's we had guys to cut. Like yeah. Christian Arroyo did not belong on our roster, regardless. So <laughs> in the event that Bradley perhaps pitches better, yeah, okay, we'd have him. But uh yeah, we we weren't going all after him. Yeah, I just I just think there's problems everywhere you turn. I think Naris, Naris uh, gets it back at some point in time, if anything. I just like I, how they revamped the bullpen, and they're still in the same spot as they were before. It's bad. I, I, I held Naris in my main event. It's my main event that's kind of uh, looks like the Titanic at the moment. But um, I tend to think he might get another shot at it, too. I think, yeah. And keep in mind, on the blown save on Saturday, it started off with a Reese Hoskins air at first base, yep. which, by the way, this is not a recording. Um, you know, he – man, the Phillies defense is just hideous. Really bad defensive team again. Yeah, I mean they're a team that's three games under five hundred. It's just I don't think we expected that. Uh, you know, adding guys in the bullpen. It's and, and mm-hmm. Zach Wheeler's been pitching like Cy Young. It's crazy. I mean, he's guys. He's, he's right in the mix as one of the better pitchers. I mean, obviously you can't do it when Degrom's there, but he's still been really good. They've had an ace, and they're still they're still struggling to uh, to win games. Yeah, they are. And you know, just that that thirteen to twelve loss to the Nats. I mean that. <laughs> That game was crazy. That was just brutal. And, yeah. you know, it happened the day after Girardi made a fool out of himself. So, oh, uh, I, so I, I, sorry, Phillies fans, um, but that one was kind of deserved. Yeah. All right. I want to get some hitters for Fab, but first a note from our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Jeff, the big hitter that's at least uh, the interesting hitter on, on Twitter people are talking about is uh, Keston Hira. Again, here yeah. we are. Uh, 40% owned in the main event, uh, 29% owned in the NFC 12-teamer. So he's available in a lot of leagues. Homer twice over the weekend to get everybody all excited. Granted, the upside is there. We've seen it. It's been a while. But 2019, he was really, really good across the majors. And I think he hit like 36 home runs. I don't have that right for me. But um, hit 403 in AAA, but that was with a 571 bat up and a 29% strikeout rate. So he was getting hits, hitting some home runs, but still striking out a lot there. Still hits it hard, but uh, I don't know. I was in on him. I was a little surprised by how much he went for, though. He was he was kind of the t- t- the top offensive bid in a lot of leagues that I saw. So he wasn't available in either of my mains. Okay, he was available in both of my twelves. I got him in one out of two. How much uh, you pay? I paid a pretty nominal fee. I paid uh, pulling it up now. Uh, sorry, I thought I pulled it up there. Uh, I paid thirteen. Oh, I mean, yeah. I see that's that's about the price that I'm good taking a shot. If it doesn't work, who cares, right? right? It's just I the main event, by the way. The main event, I saw some 70 to saw up to 137 in a bit. Uh, our friend uh, Michael Govier, who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, said he bid 122 and got outbid. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy because I he went for like 71 in mine. But mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess the upside's there. Like if you're if you're trying to take a shot on someone that could end up being really, really good and use them every week, it's there. But man, it's been a while since we've seen it. Kesson Hero or Andrew Vaughn for the rest of the season? Good God. Um, oof, that's a really good question. I'm going to probably go Andrew Vaughn barely. So I dropped Vaughn to pick up Hero. Yeah. I, mean, 12. I, just, I think, it, like I said, the way I looked at it, I think it was kind of a toss up. Uh, if you need some steals, Hero is probably a better option. I don't know. Vaughn could run into a home run heat or two. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't love either guy. So I just, I, I wouldn't argue hard either way. I, I just, I'm tired of the TLR experience. I yeah, just, that, that's I fair. Can't I just can't? I, 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 I'm stammering. I'm so upset about it. Just it's frustrating. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been very frustrating, and they, it's, it's. They, I mean, they're still in first place because that division's terrible. But it's, it's, it's kind of a weird, uh, a little bit of a weird team right now. I mean, they're missing, obviously missing their two big boppers in that lineup. But um, strange team. I, the way I see it, with Hira, either he'll play every day and be all right, yep. or he'll suck and get sent back down again. Yeah, you're not going to have this like four quickly. games a week thing, you yeah. know, that you're dealing with Andrew Vaughn. Like, oh, he's about to break out. And granted, Andrew, you know, Vaughn is not exactly, you know, killing it, you know, but at the same time, just play them every damn day. Especially when you're using, God knows who they're, you're using. Like, 
you know, it's Chris List in the outfield. I, uh, it's, it's, it's terrible right now watching the West and yet they're winning. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know, but well, it's not because pitching, they're playing these guys in the outfield. Pitching, pitching yeah, the pitching is really darn good too. Yeah, it is. Um, another guy that's uh, double eligibility in the main event, uh, Garrett Cooper was about 40%, 49% owned in the main event back off the mm-hmm. aisle, had a really big day on Friday right when he came off. First base and outfield eligible is a guy that if you like hard contact, 52% hard contact, got really good there, 10% barrel, hitting 266 home runs. He had 15 home runs in 2019. I think he's a guy that, you know, hits middle of the order, which really helps there. He's got some, he's got, in, you know, right behind, uh, behind Jazz and Starling Marte, which is nice for, you know, guys that can score on, on balls in the gap or bases in the yeah. middle. They're going to score if they're at second. Um, I think he's just a solid guy. I don't think he's a guy that's going to win the league for you, but I think if you're, you know, he's your corner, your fifth outfielder and 15 teamer, I think that's pretty solid. Yeah, he, he just can't seem to get any luck in terms of staying healthy. And this is yeah. a year, years running issue with him. Yeah. You know, like if ever he got healthy, look out. And I mean, the Marlins are kind of like quietly, sneakily, just like getting kind of crowded too. You know, they called up Sanchez for you know they they called up uh, you know they they've got uh, you know Marte is back now. Uh, the you know, Aguilar is obviously not going anywhere. Um, you know, Cooper's, you know, probably going to play a lot, but you know, Brian Anderson's going to come back at some point. I actually haven't been watching a lot of Marlins games. I don't know if Anderson's actually back yet. I shouldn't, I should probably notice that. But, uh, point is, you know, he's always had to kind of scrap for playing time and he might play every day and he could be, he could be a 20 homer guy the rest of the way, but, or maybe he's 15 the rest of the way. And that would be sufficient, but it always just seems to run into some sort of like Brian Anderson's expected back in about a month. Okay. So it's still a long ways yeah. away. Yeah, he went to the – they put him on the 60-day IL a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, it's uh, July 25th is the quickest he can come back. Yeah, that's – okay, there you go. I mean, I just like the fact that Cooper hits fourth or fifth. I mean, I think that that's a guy that if you're hitting him fourth or fifth, you're probably not going to end up platooning him very much or moving him out mm-hmm. of the lineup. I think he's going to end up sticking. But it's your, you, the, the key point you made is staying healthy. I mean, he just cannot stay in the lineup, and that that's got to happen for him to work. Yeah, and uh, Duvall still part of it. Duvall sat out today yep. to make room for Cooper, but you know the point is it, it is kind of crowded. Uh, Sanchez is, bit, is still yeah. on the team. You know, I, I don't know if they send Sanchez back down at some point in time. Now that Cooper's back, Sanchez has one walk, twelve Ks, he's got two sixty OBP in just ten games though. So we'll see what happens with that. But you know, you could see you him mean, losing time at some point. You mean too. people overreact to to, to little quick uh, call ups like this? I, I do it all the time. Everybody does. We it all, all the do. Time. It's yeah. funny that it's funny that Wander Franco was the MVP after one game, and now everybody's like, "Oh, I wonder if he's Jared Kelnick all over again." So it's yeah, it's, I've, I've seen that. Uh, I may have even made the comparison on radio. So hitting hitting in the majors is not easy. No, no, but you know, giving giving him time to work it out isn't easy sometimes too. There, yeah, that's 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 a really key point. You got to do that. Um, what about in St. Louis? Any interest in uh, the best name of the week, Lars Newtbar? Um, I looked at his minor league stuff when he got called up and nothing really excited me. He had uh, seven hundred runs and four steals across 400 plate appearances in 2019 across three levels. Um, hit for a little bit of average, but I uh, I had trouble getting excited about uh, about Newt Bar. It made me hungry. Yeah, uh, so true. there is that. Uh, I, gets Coors Field if he's in the lineup because Bader's coming back this week, and that's the yep. key. Uh, you know, we'll we'll see if he what sort of playing time is going to work out. I just don't screw with my precious Tyler O'Neill. That's all I ask. Just I let think, O'Neal play. I think we're far enough along that that's that's gone, right? Well, I mean, O'Neal's got flaws. I mean, the fact is, he, I haven't heard his name in a while. Has he been slumping? He must have been. He hasn't it's hit. Usually, he hasn't been uh, hitting homers. Usually, Vlad Sedler, our friend, uh, tweets me, tweets at me, or sends me a text every time he gets a hit. So I haven't heard much lately. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, he last home. It's been a long time actually since he's homered. 
uh, since June 9th. Yeah. So he did have like a big RBI double on Monday. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, yeah, he, he's, he's not, he's still got an 884 OPS yeah. for the season, but, but uh, the strikeout rate 72 Ks. Yeah. yeah. The strikeout rates up to 30%. I mean, the hard hit stuff is off the charts. He's got 20% barrel rate. I mean, he, ma- he matches when he hits it, but uh, the strikeouts are, the strikeouts are there and I have a hard time seeing him hit. Uh, he's hit 268 right now. I would definitely, or 264. I'd probably take the under on that the rest of the way. I, I'd agree with you on that. So a guy I was a little more interested than the Newt bar was, was Eli White in Texas, just because there's all you can squint a little bit. There's some stolen base upside here. He had in 2019 AAA, he had uh, had 14 home runs, 14 stolen bases, stole 18 bags in 2018 when he was in the A's uh, system. Just looking for playing time. Like he's hitting, he's hitting kind of like fifth or sixth, kind of, kind of middle of the order every day. And uh, Willie Calhoun went on the IL this weekend too. So that, uh, that kind of helps the playing time. Even when David Dahl comes back, which will be for 48 hours or so, um, you know, Eli White, uh, Eli White should have playing time. And at some point in a 15-teamer, I'm looking for Alfler who's playing every day, and White kind of fit the bill this week. Had a good week. I'll say that. He's fast. Uh, though it's kind of funny. Like, you know, he got all the uh, all this playing time, had some hits, but didn't steal any bases. Uh, it's like, I, I need those stolen bases if if he's in there. Because you're not going to get power. Yeah. You know, you, you, I, he might have had one homer this week. Great. Congratulations. Savor the flavor. But you're not going to get that many. You need him to run. For him sure. to be, if you're going to use up a precious outfield spot, he's got to he's got to be able to run for you. I think that's very true. I picked him up just because uh, you know it's weird. I have teams. Every team I have, essentially, I must have done something in draft day. Every team I have needs stolen bases and needs pitching. Like the, the offensive front four categories are really good, kind of across the board on my teams. Stolen bases are weak and uh, having pitching issues. So may, clearly, I uh, I need to prep more on one side or the other uh, next offseason. Yeah, you're, you're going to have uh, your rabbits review. Uh, we'll look forward to that. I like it. Uh, in Detroit, interesting guy is uh, Akil Badu, who has been warm lately, at least batting average-wise. Batting average up to 277. The K rate's still really high, but he's striking out a little bit less. It's funny. I looked at him. Everybody's like – I think people just on Twitter just love him, and you know he's uh, he swings hard. He's kind of fun to watch. Five home runs, eight stolen bases. I looked closer, though. In June, he has no home runs and two RBI. So you're, that's like a full month where you're like getting zeros at two of the five categories. So I got a little bit less excited once I realized that uh, I think the hype's a little more than than the actual production here. He gets like a game off every series, too. Yeah. that That's the other problem. Uh, and I think that's a split issue. Yeah, it is. Against lefties, he's got a 385 OPS. So that's <laughs> a pretty big flaw. Yeah, that's, uh, now- that's a problem right there. They're not letting him work it out either. Only 33 pay- plate appearances against lefties. So, yeah, they really kind of want to shelter him away from them, um, which that, that that makes it hard to roster a guy. Uh, you know, sometimes you'll find weeks where you don't face lefties, and that's nice, uh, at least in the starting lineup. But it also means you get pinch hit for late in a game sometimes too. Yeah. Uh, they, Detroit does only face one lefty starter this week. It is Dallas Keuchel on Friday. Uh, the following week, they uh, are tentatively planning to face one one lefty out of out of seven. So good good run of yeah, playing good, time coming up. That is pretty solid. I just uh, I don't know. I would I I think people like him more than I do. He's, he is fun to watch and he swings hard. But uh, I don't know. I looked at June and just there's just such a, a dearth of power in RBIs. It's it's tough to have a guy that doesn't get those categories at all. Yep. Again, he's like Eli White. If he's not running, then yeah. what are you getting out of him? Now he does run more than he has been running a little bit more. He's got like eight on the year. Yep. So, and they lost Nico Goodrum, so that's you know that that's one less. And not that Goodrum plays a whole lot in the outfield, but it's one less stolen base guy in the team. Maybe he is their their designated runner at least. Yeah, her, somewhere Herb Washington agrees. Um, 
Luis Terenz at catcher. Uh, five home runs the last two weeks. And we talk catchers. That's uh, that's pretty major. 14% barrel raise a guy that can hit a little bit. Uh, if you need a second catcher, I think Terenz is a, is a pretty solid uh, pretty solid pick. I'm not going to hit for average, but we'll hit some, hit some pop, hits the ball hard. Um, he was kind of the second catcher I looked at of where I needed to replace guys this week. Yeah, he was part of that trade with the Padres last year. And, you know, the Padres just like grow catching prospects. So they could afford to trade him there. But that was kind of a priority for Seattle to throw him in on that deal there. So, you know, he's taken over for Murphy. Murphy really isn't much of anything. You know, keep in mind, the big thing here, though, is they got Cal Raleigh, who's a big prospect, and you might see him get called up at some point. So, Terenz, I think he's like, let's see what he's got right now sort of thing. And if he yeah. and if he catches fire, great. If not, it could be a month-long, six-week-long stint, and you can see Raleigh the second half of the yeah, season. Yeah, I think he's a, is a streaming second catcher while he's hot and hitting some home runs. But I have a question yeah. for you. What did you think with uh, Alejandro Kirk this week? We kind of mentioned him earlier. Uh, he's been on the 68 IL, but he's playing some rehab starts. He's eligible on the first, so whatever that is, Thursday. Um, it's tough because if you pick him up, you know you don't really want a third catcher. I had him like because of some backup bids, and you don't want to take the zeros. And maybe he has a setback and doesn't play for a while. Um, so I kind of backed off a little bit. But if he uh, if he ends up catching starting Thursday or Friday, he could be a pretty nice piece of second catcher. Yeah, he could. Um, I did not put any bids on him. Now I. I'm really curious to see if he was available and I, I'm kind of bummed out if I, if he was and so, you know, I, I don't think he got picked up though. So I'll probably end up having to pay more for him because I am a fan, but let's see, not available in one of my, in, in my first main. Now I got to look in the other one. Did he get picked up tonight or was he, I think he was pre- previously picked up. Okay. Yeah. He, he was, he definitely was not in one of my mains. He definitely was not picked up uh today uh looking he to went see for I'm uh like, he went for seven bucks the main event that i was in i think that's gonna end up being a really good bid i i agree i think someone in my league had the foresight to pick him up earlier uh i yeah I, uh, I have dalton varsho i picked him up last week he stole a base this week kind of playing halftime with carson kelly out um i probably should have sucked it up and made that switch but uh i don't know i went back and forth on that one and i ended up sticking with varsho kirk got picked up in the the 20th and i like Var- i like the idea of varsho i like the that- actual- I think that's a very good way to put it. Yeah. Varsho uh, got, I mean, Kirk got picked up on 620 in both of my mains. Uh, so I play with smart people. <laughs> it's tough to have a third catcher though. Like that's a, that's a roster spot yeah. that you've got to, or I guess you could play him for zeros. If you're, if you're starting, someone doesn't have, doesn't, doesn't play, uh, you know, you're doesn't need any hits or doesn't play much anyway, but I just, I, I struggle taking the zeros, but I think that could really work out well, especially in that lineup. Even if he hits ninth, like he's going to roll into runs and RBIs because there's guys that just good players everywhere. William Contreras or take the zeros for Kirk? Uh, I'd stick with William Contreras for that one. Jan Gomes or Kirk? Ooh, that's really close. Um, I went tried to pick up uh, Contreras for Gomes. That's really funny you meant that. Um, I'd probably take the. I'd probably take Kirk. It's close. I really I, close. I, yeah, I like Gomes still a little bit for some reason. I don't. I just have this thing that I think he could be good. Seven homers, twenty six RBI, twenty two runs. Meh. Two fifty four average. He's not killing me. He's not yeah. helping me. I think he's that's a that's a good way to put it. He's one of those guys that is, for a second catcher and a fifteen teamer. That's that that's that's workable and valuable. Um, I just think Kirk has some some really good upside, and within that for lineup, sure. he could, could roll into some good stuff. I think he hits for average too. He's a lot of fun to watch too. So there there is that factor also. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I, I liked him a lot going into the year. I just had yeah. to cut him. I in fact, I had him in one of these these two mains, and then had to cut him with the injury, especially when he was when he was announced he was going to be out long term. Anybody else fab-wise you want to talk about before we jump into quick news and notes before we get some player talk at the end? No, I, I think we, we pretty thoroughly covered my guys. 
Yeah, the, the the nice thing this week there wasn't. I mean, there were some injuries. We always have them, but there weren't a ton of big name injuries. Uh, Mike Soroka is like the worst news. But like, was walking apparently to the clubhouse and felt a pop in his Achilles and had a full re tear of his Achilles tendon, so he's out for the season. Obviously, again, uh, this is tough. I don't like. What are we looking at with Soroka long term? I don't know. Doing this for the second time that can't be a good thing. Yeah, in fact, the track record of second time Achilles terror guys is really poor. Yeah. Uh, and he had just, I think, just shed the walking boot. I think and. That uh, you know, I to me he wasn't on my radar for at least another month, uh, maybe yeah. longer. I, I kind of wrote him off for the rest of this season before this. Yeah, I had to. I think I'm writing him off for 2022 too. It's just wild how you know he could he could do that, and if he, he pops at walking, and you get someone like Kevin Durant and go play. I just don't know if that's a maybe. Obviously, it wasn't fully healthy, but it's just it's wild how different the uh, different those surgeries could be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mark Canna in Oakland, who has had a, a really good year, especially if you play an OBP league, been leading off the A's. I think he's top 10 in the majors and runs scored. 10-day uh, IL with hip tendonitis. Um, I held him for a week. I want to see what their kind of updates are, but uh, you never like to see something with a hip. That, that's one of those things that can tend to linger. Yeah, if only the A's had some experience with a key player dealing with a hip injury there. So uh, let's, you know, let's let's not go there, Jeff. That's not well, I mean, that's the point, though. At least they know how to rehab it, right? They do. Um, so there's it, a, it yeah, Canada's it did, been great. It didn't work well for Chapman last year, though, playing through it or rehabbing it, anything. Right. They ended up having surgery. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping it doesn't go that far because Canada has been really important for that team. He has. He has. Uh, Denelson Lamette is it's been a while thing. We talked about him multiple times a year. He went in the aisle with right form inflammation. The Padres say it's not majors. You're back soon. I just I, like, this is just going to be all year long, right? Yeah. I mean, the, like, the velocity has you... been down on the fastball all year yeah. and it dropped a lot on Saturday night. Um, this is why people stayed away, right? Because they didn't want to deal with this. And right. it, it might change the Padres trade deadline plans too. That for one point in time, they're thinking, uh, you know, that Lamette, they, they, you know, they could focus on acquiring bullpen help and not worry about the rotation. Now between, this injury, Mackenzie Gore making no progress. I mean, the, the, I think they want an extra arm even while calling up Ryan Weathers. Uh, Alex uh, is asking about Weathers there. Um, even even accounting for Ryan Weathers, I think they're a starting pitcher short. You want to have that extra depth. I mean, we're all dealing. Every team is dealing with it. And look at the the Padres too, with all the question marks they had with Blake Snell going deep into games. Weathers wasn't going deep before. There is hope for Weathers. I like Weathers. I think you should pick him up if he's available. But it's just now that they're kind of working without a net. So that might be where they focus their trade efforts. Yeah. I looked at weathers too. And just the, the depth in the game is just really tough. Like he struck out more than five guys once in a game all year. Cause he doesn't throw a lot of innings. He's thrown more than yep. five innings three times all year. And it's just tough. I mean, a league where obviously strikeouts are big and wins are important. That's two categories. You're essentially kind of giving up unless he's going to start to pitch, you know, five, six innings. Cause you can't get wins. You can't get straight as case. If you're not in the game long enough. Yeah, that's right. Um, the Padres, by the way, you want to talk about a lot of games played. They lead Major League Baseball in games played. Um, and they I, they finally, they're getting a day off tomorrow. I think they got one day off last week, and it was like this manna from heaven sort of thing. But they I think they play like 37 day, games in 38 days at one point. Wow. Uh, and now they got 13 straight leading into, after Monday's off day. So, you know, you'll see weathers probably on Friday. Um, and then we'll yeah. kind of figure out how they're going to work that out the rest of the way. And it was tough this week, too, because they have not fully committed to that. They said that he's definitely an option. It was kind of – you could tell that he's going to get called up. But it was like – it was hard to pick him up if you needed a, a guy to start this week, not knowing that he's fully going to get picked up. It's hard to put him in there because he, he could end up a zero if they want to use someone else. But 
Um, speaking of the Padres, this the whole Tatis, Otani, Vlad Guerrero thing is just so fun. Oh. These guys are these guys are unbelievable. It's like a home run. It's like back and forth home run every night. Tatis hit the three home runs by the fourth inning on Friday night. Like it's crazy. It's sitting on Friday night. And I'm turning. I'm tuning into what is Padres Diamondbacks just because Tatis has got two more bats to hit four home runs. I mean, he's just it's it's unbelievable what he's done coming off that injury. Yeah, for sure. And then Otani today against the Rays was just nuts. Huge game for him. Uh, I, I thought they should. I thought they should have walked him both times he came up. Yeah, the Colette was tw- uh, tweeting. Oh, that out, but, there you go, Rays fans. Yeah. So I'm sure he did too. But yeah, it's like, just why would you pitch to him when that you've got that lineup? Yeah. No, you know, Rendon's were, doing nothing were, right now. They were up four three. I think there were two outs, and the first base is empty. Like I can't fathom not putting him on base there, but he made a pitch around him. Yeah. yeah, and you know some of the pitches Otani hits too are just like, how does he hit that out? Yeah. It looks like it's not a strike even. He, he takes this weird-looking swing, and next thing you know, it's 420 away. Yeah. He has some balls that look like you're like, oh, that's a line drive in the gap. But you're right, it lands 420. You're like, what the hell is going on? It's crazy. It's 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 amazing. It's fun to watch. And he's got like a two-and-a-half ERA too, which it's crazy. We live in good times, man. See you all. No doubt. Stuff. Yeah. If we could talk about those instead of all the players taking their belts and pants off, it'd be a, it'd be a great time. Yeah, well, we had our first guy get caught today. Yeah, Hector Santiago. That's uh, that sounds about right. That's uh, that's probably the first guy I would have thought. Yeah, uh, and the Mariners are saying, "Oh, it's a misunderstanding. It was sweat and rosin and yeah, blah blah." And yeah, did good luck you with that. Uh, did you hear the interview with Trevor Bauer during the game tonight? Yeah, A Rod questioning Bauer about the rules. <laughs> Talk about peak awkwardness there. Yeah, I actually thought Bauer came across really well. I thought he was interesting talking about the, how the finger stays in the ball longer, and I thought he was interesting talking about like how the three levels of stickiness works, which I don't think a lot of people get. I thought he was. I thought he did a pretty good job of explaining that. Yeah, between that and um, the Peter Moylan earlier in the week, yeah, I mean, we're seeing too. some really good stuff. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. Uh, real quick news and notes. Those are kind of the IL guys. We talked about Josh Naylor, unfortunately, uh, obviously not going to yeah. be coming back this year. Uh, Cattell Marte aggravated his hamstring on Saturday, sat on Sunday. Um, that's one that, uh, you know, hamstrings, the guys who have a little bit of speed, those are always tough ones. Yeah, and I read somewhere he's going for imaging on that too. So, it, you know, they've got seven games this week. You're going to have to make this decision early. You know, there, there's a lot of talk, uh, speculation that he might be targeted in trade talks. I think that might be New York fueled. Like saying we want him, you know, yeah. he signed through like twenty. He signed through twenty twenty two with easy options for twenty three and twenty four. Yeah, right. he is undergoing imaging tomorrow. So I, I just assume you're not going to have him this week. That's the I way would, I'd play that. I think that's a pretty good assumption. Uh, Brandon Nimmo set to return on Tuesday, so if you do have him anywhere, uh, time to get him back in the lineup. Bryce Harper got hit in the calf on Saturday, sat Sunday. Seems like he's day to day. I think he's all right. I think they kind of use that as a day off. But uh, Michael Fulmer, who was kind of closing for the Tigers, blew the same mm. on. Saturday against the Astros. IL again, right cervical spine strain, which sounds really painful. That does not sound good at all. Um, I think I want Gregory Soto if I have to go somewhere there. I think a week, couple weeks ago, I, I would have said Cisnero, but I think I'm, I think I kind of lean more towards Soto now. So I'm kind of opposite of you. I, I'm going Cisnero. Uh, yep. Got to save this weekend. Uh, is the better pitcher, in my, in my opinion. Soto can strike guys out, but he can throw it. He can actually hit the ball. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he can. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I think I've referenced it before, but he has like the tallest pitch in the majors this year. He threw it so high early on in the season. That pitch was awesome. I, I think Cisnero is just the better pitcher. 41 to 11 K to walk. Soto's 35 to 18. Similar number of innings. He did throw, you know, Soto did pitch well uh, today. And so I get that. And I guess he's probably calmed down a little bit uh, since a rough early beginning. I, I think I prefer Cisnero though. I like uh, Soto. One earned run in his last 15 appearances. I think he's figured something out. 
Yeah, I mean he's got wicked stuff. So and I mean, he only has he only has one walk in his last seven appearances. I think he's I think he's trending the way that I want him to be trending. And I, and I like he pitched he pitched two innings today and struck out four and got the win. I just I like what I've seen from Soto and I, it was some of it in May. I was like, yeah, I just think he's a little bit too wild. I think he I think he's come around pretty well. He only had one strikeout today, but he did have two scoreless innings. Um, so that's that's sixteen outings. We only get up one run. I, I I like the way he's pitching right now. So probably, you know, the fact that I in one league I picked up Fulmer and now I picked up Cisnero in one of the mains <laughs> is probably means it's definitely Soto. Yeah, it's, um, pro- it's probably going to end up being matchup-based, righty-lefty. I think it's probably going to be a 50-50 thing. But uh, I'd go Soto, but you're probably going to get both of them get some saves. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. I mean, it is righty-lefty. And granted, we're talking Detroit saves too, although there, it's not like Arizona saves. Oh, wait, I got Joaquin Story on both mains this week. So there you go. Did we talk about that already? <laughs> We did not. We talked about okay. that off offline, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think he's the guy. Like, I think the next save off they have, he's the guy. And I think they've had like one save off in the last four weeks, and he blew it. But um, you know, they they DFA'd Stefan Crichton, I think, right? Yes, they did. I think he's gone. Um, or like, Ginkle's been sent down. Laces were Ginkle. laces were inside out on him. Uh, it just yeah, it, I, got, it, I got I got that one. That was good. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think I think the next op is Soria, but I mean, a good luck getting one, and b good luck having him converted. It. It's just, but I think in a league where it's fifteen teams, you need saves. Like you got you got to take a shot in them, right? Well, that's the thing of it too. It's like in one league, I've got Kenley, and that's great. I've got a solid base one closer, but second closer's been a disaster. And the the other league, I got Jake McGee, who's a good pitcher, but he's not getting all the save chances. Just seems like it's it's kind of moving towards him a little bit with uh, it's fifty fifty. Yeah, but yeah. It, it might be. 55 45 right now, but you're right. It's just, it's, it's a split enough where you're not getting every save, which hurts. Yeah. At least it's on a good team. So there's more yeah. of them to go around and he's a good pitcher. So yeah. maybe he'll sneak in a win like he did this week. It uh, amazes me that he literally just throws fastballs and it works. Like he doesn't throw anything else ever. It's, it's crazy to watch. You're like, you're yelling at the screen and people sit fastball. It must just jump on guys because they just, it doesn't, guys don't hit it. It looks like it might be a hard delivery to pick up. Yeah. It's uh, gotta be. But that's why you only, th- you throw one inning at a time. That's yep. fine. Um, that's why he's a reliever. No, very, uh, very true. Uh, Corey Seager had some soreness emerge in his right hand. They have no timetable on his turn now. This is not, uh, not trending the right direction. No, it certainly isn't. Uh, the, that, and I like though, I mean, if you're the, you know, the Dodgers, I mean, I don't like it from a fancy perspective, except I do, because if he comes back and aggravates it again, you know, true. that that's the bad scenario. The Dodgers, they're not panicking. You know, sure, the Giants are ahead of us now. The Padres, you know, they've asked, those two teams are like within a game of each other almost all the time. But like, you know, take your time, get right. You know, yeah. that's important. Uh, and I, I like how they're handling that. Do you think it's time if you're in a league and Chris Sale's still out there to grab him? He pitched, uh, he pitched 15 pitches on Saturday, throwing two innings of live BP on Wednesday. Do you think we get to a point this year where he's throwing enough innings, you know, per game to get wins and stuff where it works fantasy wise? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Is that um, like mid-August we're getting there? You think it's quicker than that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. Can you afford to stash him for six weeks with him doing yeah. nothing? That's that's the question. Because uh, we all have red suitcases. Uh, yes, we do. That's that's the tough part. I, so I found he, in most of my leagues he's not available. Though. Yeah, me, me too. He, like two, week, two, three weeks ago he was available in the 12 rows and he got snapped up, but – He's throwing two live innings, uh, two live innings of BP on Wednesday. Maybe he goes to three and four a couple weeks. Maybe three rehab starts, mm-hmm. and then maybe a couple starts where he throws three innings. Like I just think we're looking at six weeks before he's like viable to start in a fantasy league. I'd agree with that. Yeah, and that makes it tough. I mean, that's uh, that means you're going to get 
you're going to get six starts out of him kind of as a guy that you can throw. And I just don't know if that, I mean, it might be worth it. It might be six great starts and obviously it's Chris sale. So it could be, but yeah. And a good um, team too. Yeah. On a good team, score some runs too. If you, yeah. You could pitch five and get wins pretty easily there, but yeah. I just think it's going to be, I think it's going to be tough to get uh, a ton of fantasy stats from him down the stretch. I just don't think they're going to really uh, press him too much. Yeah. You might be right. I mean, the thing is though, uh, they're not going to be, spending a whole lot of money at the trade deadline. So they might be counting on him more than other teams might. I just wonder if they're counting on him to pitch well in the playoffs and they'll figure right. out how to get there first, you know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Zach Plesak making his first rehab start on Tuesday. You know, maybe we're looking at uh, a couple weeks there. We might be able to get him back in. Uh, Colton Wong, who's actually been playing well, uh, you know, yeah. running and hitting home runs, uh, had a calf issue on Saturday, which you never like to hear. And he said it was a cramp. He sat today and they say he's not going to play tomorrow probably. So I don't, if it's a cramp, that seems a little bit long. So I don't know if I fully believe the reporting there. It's just like, I, isn't that the second time we've had a don't believe the reporting on Colton Wong thing too? Yeah. Uh, it, I think it's, I, I, I'm very negative about that too, unfortunately. He's, uh, val- he's valuable too. Leading off for that team. He runs, hits home runs. He's just, he's like a really solid middle infielder. We just, he keeps getting hurt. Yeah. Is uh, Sonny Gray going to pitch this week for the Reds? Yeah, I think so. But, you know, that rehab start got pushed back like three days. He had a little yeah. bit of a setback, and that's he always pitched, a concern. He pitched Saturday, and they said it's only he was only going to do one rehab start. I just wonder, like you said, if the pushback and kind of the thing, maybe maybe they decide to take another one. Yeah, I mean, I think he's tentatively slated to pitch next Sunday. Uh, the spot's there when he gets – I mean, Santillon's probably going to be out of there by the time. But, you know, it's a big series, too. They got a home series against the Cubs. Uh, that that's a direct opponent that he's supposed to be facing there. And, you know, you want to, you know, we'll see how they push him back. Uh, yeah, the, the Reds are quietly in the mix. They're six back, but they're 500 and nobody's really running away with that division. I mean, the, the, the Brewers have been pretty good. The 12 games over, but uh, you know, they're still in that, they're still in that mix. And there's the problem is there's the wild card is so crazy with the, the West right now that it's, it's tough for anybody else to get there. Yeah, it's but, division but, or bust, but it is kind of division or bust. It's hard to see them at 500 passing the giant Dodgers or, or Padres. Right. Well, I, I think this is all they knew this all along, though, yeah. really. I mean, well, that except, except for the Giants part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, but the Dodgers and Padres, I mean, with yeah. only I mean, you could be trying to get a, a get a wild card play in is what yeah. you're hoping for. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the thing is, too, like the Cubs are kind of in a bad way uh, right now, too. Uh, and you look at what they did this offseason and you're like, eh, whatever. Um, they, they were playing well for a while. They're still six games over 500. But. The Cubs offense has been just as bad as the Cardinals for the month of June. On uh, on that note, while you're there, is Ian Happ just a full drop everywhere, no matter uh, what size league you're in? I, I keep not doing it. I, I keep not doing it also until today, and I finally did it. Did you really? I, yeah. I haven't yet, but maybe I, just, I should. He, I, think, I think he only played twice this week, too, which is like the thing to me. Like If he's playing every day and struggling, I kind of see it, but I think he had seven at-bats all week. And that, that won't do. This won't yeah, stand. Right. It's not like he's a good, a really good defender where you're like, oh, we have to have Ian Happ's glove in the lineup. So it's just, I mean, every we are was coming along and he's hitting, well, he's hitting like he's hitting like a buck sixty in June again. I mean, it's just, it's rough. It's hard to, uh, I just, I find myself benching him and I found myself having to grab someone else just because it just didn't work. Yeah, so yeah. You can, you can lock in five home runs this week, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> start, yeah. start it, start him if you still have him. Yeah, I didn't realize how little playing time he'd been getting. I mean, we're talking one appearance, one plate. Played appearance here and there, and that's it. It was this week. It got this week. It started to get really rough for the playing time, and you, it's really hard to blame the Cubs because it's been, you know, oh, it's been three full months now of him being bad. Like at some point, you got to get someone in there that hits. I mean, he was so good the last two seasons, though. I, I know. Uh, 
But he was so bad in 2018. I, I get it. I get it. But yeah, you know, Cubs are just bad all around. I know this is on the outline. So let's just use that as our bridge to talk to the, about these guys. Yeah. Because- so let, let's do that. That's a good point. Cause I, I just want to bring up, you look at June and it, it, it's a full month now. Again, it's an arbitrary endpoint, but just like how guys have been playing the last month or so, last four weeks. Chris Bryant's hitting a buck 25 in June. Uh, Hap was like a buck 30. And Javier Baez at 143. I know he homered today, but. Uh, Brian has 23 strikeouts and 72 June at bats. Uh, Baez has 31 strikeouts and 70 June at bats. As obviously before tonight, he, he homered off Kershaw. But I mean, these guys have just been brutal lately. Like, this offense, I mean, Rizzo's been fine, but like this offense is really so Rizzo got hurt tonight, too, yeah. by the way. He had lower that's, back tightness. But that's three starters when you take Hap, Baez, and Bryant that hit uh, under a buck 50 for a month. I mean, how do you score? You, you can't get rallies going when that happens. It's, it's tough. Yeah. And you know, their, their whole team is like the Reds last year. Just no one hits for average. Uh, you know, Chris Bryant was, hit, you know, before the slump he was, but he's, you know, he's at 268. He's their leader. I mean, unless you want to count like Matt Duffy or, and they, I'll tell you the guy they, they, you know, they kind of miss is Nico Horner. Yeah. He's, uh, he's going to rehab this week. I think that's going to, they, they, they need him in there. Just kind of a spark play. You got to get on base and get some hits guy. Yeah. Um, but they just, you know, it's, sometimes, I mean, you know, I'm all about like taking walks, getting on base. You know, the Cubs as a team get hit by a ton of pitches. That's what they do. So they're on base is actually pretty good. At some point you got to make contact though, too. Um, you know, Javi Baez has got over hundred strikeouts already. It's 38% strikeout rate. He's, he's saving Matt Chapman from being the highest strikeout guy in the league, which, which I'm thankful for, but yeah, I, you could just tell Baez is just going, he's going up there to hit home runs. It's, 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 it's all, it's all a bust at this point. I mean, he's got 18 home runs, but his carry rate's 38%. Like that's insanity. That, I mean, we talk about high strikeout rates all the time, but 38% is off the charts. Yeah. I, uh, did not keep him in my, in XFL, which is the league I do, uh, yeah. in, first pitch Arizona. And it's a three-year escalating contract too. At least it was. Now it'll be a five-year escalating contract because people got him in the auction. But uh, I didn't keep him because he's just an OB. It's an OBP league, and he's uh, he's an OBP killer. He's got a two sixty-three OBP coming into this uh, tonight's game. Two sixty-three, Scott. That's just that's, kill- that's so a killer. Bad. It's so it's bad. It kills the Cubs too. Like that's so bad for real baseball when you have that hitting four times and. 260. I mean, he was 238 last year. So it's not like we're, we're just like picking on a small sample. I mean, this guy's been a horrible OBP guy now for what's that? That's 127 games, almost a full season of, of OBP, of like 250. I mean, you're 18 and nine, and that's great. Um, He's going to be a 30 20 player, perhaps 30 yeah. 15, but it's at a pretty heavy cost. Like, is he essentially Rugnet Odor from like three years ago? So, sort of. Uh, kind of maybe the same a guy, slightly right? better. A, maybe a slightly better version, but is rugged Odor is on slight. Right? Twenty seventeen Odor was thirty fifteen. Yeah, and hit two hundred four. That's a great like, pull. I just uh, I, I I don't know how Baez he's hitting two twenty seven right now, and he's just strike out thirty percent of the time. He's not going to hit higher than two thirty five. That's just not going to happen. No, it isn't. I mean, his Babbitt's three hundred. It's not like he's get. It's just it's it's rough. So Chris Bryant's a free agent at the end of this year. Like that's someone that I would not so want. I would not want my team to sign either of those guys to a big, huge contract. Bryant, Baez, Contreras, and Rizzo are all free agents. Contreras is a free agent too? Wow, he doesn't seem like he's been around that long. I think he is. Let me double check on that. I, I thought it was the, all the core four was, you know, and there was, I think we had a note at one point that Contreras was in contract talks, um, but I'm pretty sure he is a free agent at the end of the year. I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, this is this is his, like, seven, you know, six and a half season. He, he got played 76 so, yeah. games in 2016, so... 
I mean, that, it's all it, over. It weirdly, it weirdly feel like the other guys have been there for longer than him for some reason. But you're right. He, no, he has uh, he has one more arbitration year. Does he really? How did yeah. that? They they must have manipulated pretty well on that. I don't know. His twenty. It not. looks like twenty twenty two is his third arbitration year. So yeah, he's one more. He's a, he's a UFA in twenty twenty three. Okay, I guess I got that wrong. Apologies. Well, I, I didn't think he was. I didn't even think it was that far along. So that's uh, that's interesting. Um, I just think that Bryant is like everything you look at. Like he doesn't hit the ball that hard. His his hard rate rate's under forty percent every year. His barrel rate's pretty good this year, but it's over ten percent for the first time since twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Swing strike rate's kind of okay. His, his strikeout rate's fine. He's twenty four percent. I just don't think he's a guy. He, I think he's a guy. I don't think he's someone that I want as my cornerstone, spending a bunch of money on. Like if I were a team, um, he would not be someone that I'd, I'd break the ba- break the bank for. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I I. I I agree with you on that. I mean, and, it's and you're right. You're right on. You're right on Rizzo. He's a he has a free agent, so you got the three of those are right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and you know, Baez, he's not going to get the big contract that the other uh, shortstops out there on the market are going to get. I don't. At least I don't think he is. And he's so good defensively. Now maybe that gives him a little edge, but Story's going to be out there. That's a much. Be- he's a much better player. Do you think? So? I just. I wonder how much of Story's course field stuff is going to factor in with his contract because we he's like. Was he career like two fifty five away from Corzum? I just wonder how much that's going to play into how team how much teams want to give him. Every good player that goes away from Coors Field does fine. Yeah, that's a good point. And it's just it, they don't have he doesn't have to make that adjustment on every road trip anymore. I would I would take him on the contract before I take Bias. Oh, easily yeah. snap call. There's who Lindor signed. So there, there were there were I thought there was one more big shortstop as a free agent. I don't remember. I guess that well, yeah free, yeah Semyon's a free Corey agent. Seager. Oh, Corey awesome. Seager, too. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge market. Oh, there's a lot of guys. And I mean, Semyon signed the one year deal, so he's a free agent if they want. Obviously, yep. he's going to probably want to go back and play shortstop somewhere. So that's uh, that's a crazy, that's really a crazy market. Lindor is probably smart to get out of that market. I look forward to reports that the Reds were in contact with his agent before he signed <laughs> elsewhere. Um, just on the I, off chance that he take a below market, uh, non hometown player friendly discount deal. I look forward to the A's offering him a million dollars a year for 4,000 years or whatever they offer. <laughs> deferred. That's deferred. right. But not even like nice deferred. Not even like, oh, 2 million deferred. Like they wanted, I think it was, they were going to pay him 12 million and 11 million of it was deferred over. It was just the whole thing. It, it was an embarrassing offer. It was, it was, really it was. was actually embarrassing. It was insulting more than anything. Yeah. Brandon Crawford's also a free agent too. That's another one. He's uh he's he having a good free agent walk here. He sure is. <laughs> so speaking of shortstops, the guy that I love is and you know I love him is Jake Cronenworth in San Diego. Had a great week. He had a uh, homer in all three games against the Dodgers. Had four home runs this week. Just like he's not the biggest fantasy guy because he only has twelve home runs, three stolen bases, but fifty three runs scored, like hitting the third in this lineup. He's hitting two eighty three, which is really valuable in a year where batting average is down. Top ten in the major leagues in runs, hard hit rates down a little bit though, so he's not hitting the ball quite as hard. But I love the K rate; he's down to fourteen percent this year. Like a guy that hits the ball not that hard, but at least he doesn't strike out a lot. Always gets on base. Great spot in the order. Eligible at first, second, and short. I think this is a guy that I, I love watching. I love watching him play. I love having him on my love team. Yeah. I don't know why I like him so much, but I, he's one of my favorite players. I, just, I love watching the guy hit. I love him playing defense too, man. Yeah. Um, you know, at second base, he makes some plays. You know, there's a play he made that, you know, Kevin Acey is a really good writer for the San Diego Union Tribune covering the Padres. I get his newsletter. And they're uh, talking up, like, what a great job he did, like, backing up this play at first place, cut down the runner behind to save this inning, basically. I remember the Dodge. Remember the Dodger series in Dodger Stadium where he made that play on that scalding ball. I think it was after. Yep, uh, I do remember that. Yeah, Sheldon, uh, hear the you know, fear the noise or whatever you want. To, <laughs> he it, it was a great, great, great play. 
And yeah. it, was, it was just like, wow. He makes a play like that almost seems like every night. Fun player to watch. Yeah, and like the last eight games, he's hitting third every day. Like you hit between Tatis and Machado and Fam. Like oh, that's just. A, I know he hit, he hit six or seven a while. He kind of slumped a little bit, but if he's a third, he did all of all of June or all of May too. That's mm-hmm. an incredibly valuable lineup spot. You're just gonna you're gonna fall into 110 runs just by just by being anywhere around there. Yeah, for sure. And you know we talk about home runs and RBIs and average and steals all the time, but runs are just much a much of a category. And he's uh, he's a guy that's huge there. I, I love watching him play. Doesn't swing and miss much either. Oh yeah, he's really good with that. A guy yep. that's crazy still somehow underrated. Like every time I look up, I'm surprised by how high his stats are. Is is Rafael Devers in Boston? He had uh, another uh, another home run today. He's 11th in all the Major League Baseball in runs scored. He's second in RBIs. He's eighth in home runs. This is a guy that is just crushing it across the board. Yeah, and didn't get that slow start this year either. I mean, he, yeah. slightly slow April, but usually it, it takes him a while to get going. He he's 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 awesome. He's you know, great. You know he has not, five. Don't watch him play defense though. You know he has five caught stealings. That's not good. How, how is that possible? He has three steals. Yeah. I looked at him like, oh, three steals, nice. I'm like, oh my god, he's three for eight. The, at some point, someone's gonna pull him aside and be like, yeah, not your game. But um, everything else he does is so he's hitting 283 too. He's a power guy that has average. I mean. This is a guy you could always get in like the third round just because mm-hmm. he doesn't steal and the name's not that huge. But I tell you what, he's a guy that I've I've overlooked. I just should I just should have been more aggressive with him because the dude just mashes. He does. He he really does. Um this Red Sox lineup, I mean, JD Martinez finally broke Oof. a home run drought today. Uh they they really pummeled the Yankees. You know, Garrett Cole's given up nine homers, I think, in the last five games. He's kind of you know, doing what people were feared about. I was gonna uh, say, the, do you do you worry about spin rate crap? Of course with him? I do. Yeah. I, I think you're you're crazy if you don't worry about. It. I mean, you, you're kind of stuck with it. I mean, I'm not gonna. You know, no one's cutting Garrett Cole. You, you know, and, and if you have him in an NPC format, you're just got to ride it out. If you're in a, I have him in AL Tout Wars. I could trade him, but what am I gonna? Yeah. What sort Is of he, deal am I gonna get there? His ERA is still two six. He's 130 strikeouts. So it's not like he's hurting anybody. But these last couple starts, I mean, it's just. You see a little bit of uh, some hiccups. You gotta, you gotta worry about. Fewer I mean, he just, K's, yeah. Yeah, he just threw a really bad O two pitch to Devers that was like literally fastball middle middle and just just a huge mistake pitch. But you're right, he hasn't struck out. He struck out more than seven guys once since May twelfth. Yeah, and get, people got to remember the whole this whole like grip enhancement issue came about because Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole were college teammates and don't get along. Yep. Um, and Bauer mouthed off about how Cole's spin rate went crazy with Houston. Yep. That's what started this three years ago. So his first eight starts, he had five double digit strikeouts games. He has zero since. Yeah. His last would be his last eight starts. So his eight, so he did have nine once, but every, the game's been seven or fewer. So it's not like I'm cherry picking. He's got a bunch of eight and nine games. He has one game more than seven in the last eight starts. Yeah. And not for nothing. Bauer gave up three homers in his last start. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he's, his, he's and had some worse results too. Yeah. His yeah. spin rate went down too, and I think that I think we're, what we're seeing with Bauer is that you know he complained about it for so long, and then obviously had to do, figure he had to do it to um, you know keep up with everybody. But it, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you see some of these numbers are going down. Like it's a a very real thing. I mean, we saw a lot, we've seen a lot of run scores last like ten days. Yeah, and by the way, Bauer's not. I mean, sure, Bauer's facing the consequences maybe in his results, but he got paid. Yeah, yeah. Cole he got, got paid. He got forty million dollars. So yeah, I don't think he gives a crap what to, what yeah, to do. So what to take away. There's now. no consequence to him. Yeah. Like, oh well, so what? That's coming down on other people too, and me. Well, yeah. fine, I got my contract. Yeah, Cole got whatever three hundred million dollars or whatever he got. But I mean, it's, yeah, a guy who's uh, who's really interesting. And you talk about spin rates down. His spin rates were way down today. Pitch well is Max Scherzer. Uh, mm-hmm. Six innings, five hits, seven strikeouts. 
I think people are worried about him coming to the year because you know a little bit a uh, little bit up in age, but his ERA is two point one four, pretty quietly. Eighty eight innings, one hundred nineteen strikeouts. Crazy enough, Jeff. Uh, his uh, his K rate's at a career high right now, which I never would have guessed that coming. No, into this I wouldn't season. Have either. And his his walk rate's the second lowest of his whole career. Like he is as elite as he's been right now. Yep. Yeah, you, know, you knew he was going to have a good outing today because he was going up against Sandy Alcantara, and so Sandy never gets any run support. But uh, yeah, he's been great. Um, Alcantara he, he, really gets no run support. It's crazy. It's like it's like Degrom levels of bad right now. Yeah, it's it, you know Alcantara wasn't great today in his own right. Had that one really bad inning, but uh, Scherzer. I mean, he's awesome. And remember, where there was a few weeks ago, there was speculation that he might get tra- dealt. I think I might have even dabbled in said speculation a little bit there. If he if he goes to Houston, I might just quit the season. <laughs> I, I really don't, I really don't know if I can handle them adding Max Scherzer to the Well, the A's are going to trade for him for sure, right? Or my Reds, our Reds. Um, I, uh, but, I'll take yeah. I'll take Max in green and gold. It's a guy that uh, might actually have some guts and go out there and pitch a good playoff game, unlike John Lester. Way to hold on to that one. I, I, I love you for <laughs> like, that. That's you set great. me up. You set me up too well. I had to take it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm all in on the Scherzer trade, but I mean, it's just it's wild. I, I looked at his numbers. I did not think he was going to be career high strikeout rate and almost career high Walker. I mean, the guys. As good as he's ever been, it's it's pretty amazing. His, his whiff rate is four seamers, thirty five percent. It's a really high number on a, on a fastball, forty four percent of slider. Um, but I looked at the spin rates today; they were uh, they were significantly down. So it's uh, it's affecting everybody. Was he uh, at the same level? Uh, I, I don't have that in front of me. Like this, his spin rate was at the same level of Bauer and Cole, or did he rely on his on spin as much to begin with? I don't know. I just saw it. I looked at the slider was down like two hundred RPMs today when you take compared to uh, his his averages on the year. So, because he had an interesting quote, like, you know, when they were talking about cracking down on it, and he goes, you know, pine tar has been used forever. Some guys are using other super sticky stuff, though. And remember, Scherzer is on the, uh, he's a big union guy. He's on the negotiating committee. Uh, You know, he, he, I think he was kind of like not that worried about it as much as some of these other guys, because I don't think he was using like the spider tech. Yeah, I'm looking. His, uh, his spin on his slider was down. Uh, average today was two twenty ninety nine. His year average is twenty three thirty eight. So, uh, what was like, for instance, Cole's yearly average? What was Bauer's yearly average? That's what I'm, I'm kind of driving. So, at Cole's uh, Cole's yearly average is higher. Cole's yearly average on a slider is twenty twenty four ninety seven. Okay. Today, today it was twenty three seventy one. So he was down about one twenty six. So he's uh, definitely a faster spin guy than Scherzer, but I guess not not significantly higher, but definitely higher. Yeah, I know. It's, that makes me think though. Like Scherzer didn't rely on as much. Kershaw tonight struck out thirteen. Yeah, he, uh, he looked like that was like fun. Like the throw it back slider was on, yeah. just like wherever he wanted to put it, he put it today. Yeah, I think and, he had twelve strikeouts on on breaking pitches, like swinging it. It was it was really impressive. So, but keep in mind it was against the said Cubs that we were talking about too. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I think that's part of it though. It's like maybe these you know the guys that didn't rely on it as much. I heard, I forget which broadcast was suggesting that teams are looking for sinker ball pitchers again. Now that that pitch I, might be more in vogue. I think that was ESPN tonight they were talking. I think it was. Buster I think Olney that's right. Was, I think Buster Olney was talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's uh, it's wild. It's uh, it's interesting, and the, and the hard part is like it's really hard for us to quantify. Like we can talk about it, we can kind of guess on guys, but it's, it's like mm-hmm. to come up with like projections and numbers wise. I think everybody's gonna be affected, and it's probably just we're gonna see a lot. We're gonna see higher ERAs. Is kind of what we're gonna see across the board. Yeah. A uh, couple of guys I want to talk about before we jump out of here. Um, let's go with uh, you. Let's, let's go back to Cincinnati with uh, your boy Anthony Descalfani. Left <sighs> Cincinnati, came to San Francisco. Like this guy, just keep, he, he is the weirdest. He is the craziest game log of anybody this year. He has 15 starts. 
he has 14 starts with three earned runs or fewer and one start with 10 earned runs. Like he had that, he had a 10 earned run game against the Dodgers. He has ERA is two, seven, seven. Like that's insane. He has nine starts out of 15 with one or fewer runs, 11 with two or fewer. Like he's been unbelievably good except for that one start, but he just is K rate still not great. It's 23% walk rates down a little bit. Throwing a few more sliders, a few more changeups. Um, he has two starts. He's getting the Dodgers again. It's going to be really interesting to see if the Dodgers know something about him or have figured him out or something because they put 10 on him last time or just kind of a day where he just didn't have his stuff. And he gets at Arizona. Um, how do you feel about him going forward? Like, are we looking at a full, full breakout? Do you worry that, uh, you know, maybe he's going to come back to earth a little bit? Where are you in Descafani now? Because he's been he's been great. I've been rostering him. Uh, yeah, he had too. to blow up last year, though, too, against Pittsburgh, of all teams. A home start against Pittsburgh. Two innings, nine runs, nine hits, two walks. After that, he had a four-walk game, four-walk game again, seven runs against St. Louis. He really kind of blew up there a little bit with them. So I, I always worry about that, but he's always he was always going to be that guy that, oh, if you go figure out lefties, if he could get that one pitch, yep. he would be he'd be fine. Well, you know, I hate apparently to say that because the, I mean, the Giants apparently know what they're doing with the pitchers. And hitters. And, and hitters. hitters too. too. I mean, look at too, Crawford like, having a season like he is. Yeah. Uh, Descalfani this year, 255 against lefties, uh, or no, two, yeah, 244 against lefties. Righties are only hitting 158 against them, but, uh, the year in 2020 lefties hit 315 against them throughout his career. Lefties have been the, the bugaboo. Yeah. And if he's got an effective pitch against lefties, then it's all the difference in the world. Uh, I, I think, I mean, he had that one game against the Dodgers where he got yeah. destroyed, but smoked. Yeah. I, I, but- Every other start has been good. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always kind of, I, I always thought that potential was there. I remember when the Reds traded for him, uh, that I thought, okay, this is a guy that has some upside here. But no, he never really kind of cashed in on that there. And remember, they got him for Matt Latos, um, and it, that that was a very tolerant move because oh. Latos did nothing for the Marlins after that, and after doing right. his you damage made, to the you, Reds, I said, you made you made a good a good human swap there, I think too. Yeah, he did. Plus, um, you know, you you have your John Lester moment. I have my Buster Posey versus Matt that, Latos. Oh, that's moment. right. Latos gave the Grand Slam home. Yeah, um, and yeah. So let's 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 move on from that. It's funny uh, though. If you like two years ago, I told you like the Giants would be the best team in baseball because of Kevin Gossman and Anthony Discafani just dealing. Like it's it's wild, right? I mean, that's just it's crazy how baseball works. But I mean, it's just I mean, Gossman's probably the the Cy Young behind Degrom right now is probably second in the voting. It's just. They've been awesome. There's no other way around it. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think that I think the Astros are a better team still. Um, than whom? Than the Giants. I think the Astros are the best team in baseball. I think they are too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the Giants six forty nine win percent. That that and, that's insane. And it's July. It's almost July. Like the whole like oh wait, wait till wait till May fifteenth. The Dodgers will be five games ahead. Of them. I'm like that's gone. I mean, they've had a unbelievably good half, and it's long enough that they're a very real good team. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right about that. I still well, I don't I don't think they win the division, but I still think they're a very good team. Yeah, I, I mean we got Dodgers Giants this week. That that's yeah. going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I think uh, it's only two games, but it'll be uh, those games and Bowers Bowers pitching tomorrow. So I think it's Bauer Descafani tomorrow. Yeah, one thing to watch uh, and you might be able to take advantage of is the number of games teams in the West have played versus teams in the East. Uh, the, you know, the Padres have played 80 games. The Mets have played 73. Is that an a avoiding rainout thing? 
Uh, it's a rainout. The Mets had the whole series canceled with the Nats. Nats have played 75 games also. Mets had that surreal weather luck they did. for a while. Um, it felt like they got rained out like every, like three times a week for a while there. It was crazy. Yeah. They were playing no games tra- for a while. Right. So if you're in a trade league or if Nimmo was available, for instance, this week, you know, if J.D. Davis is available next week, snag those guys because you're going to get a lot more games going the rest of the season. I think I did pick up. I picked up Nemo in and uh, online. That was you uh, found Nemo. All right, I did. Yay. I did. Yes. Two other guys before we get out of here. Michael Brantley is a. It, it's a weird season. Like he is just mashing. He's hitting 349, 37 runs scored, thirty RIs in fifty eight games. Like great numbers there. But we're talking fantasy leagues here. Michael Brantley has zero stolen bases and four home runs. Like it's a really weird season where you've got a guy who's doing nothing in two categories, but so good in the other three. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like the quietest elite batting ever season. Nobody's really talking about him. He's kind of hidden in that lineup with so many good players. But uh, Michael Brantley's just damn good. 30 RBI isn't really that great, though. But he only played 58 games. I think he missed. He was out for like he had like 15 games he missed probably. True, true. So counting stats. So that, but that's still like a, that's like an 80 RBI pace. So it's not like that great. You're right. It's not that great in that lineup. Yeah, but batting average is so hard to find. Yeah. Uh, he got hit 350. That's a yeah, you're you're gaining if you're doing standing gains points, he's gaining you a lot there. Uh Castellanos and him have been like battling for the batting average title for a while now. Um at I, love, least, I love I love Castellanos. Yeah. That's Remember when we right talked now. about that one guy you, you missed out on, you knew you're gonna regret it? We you asked me that question, and it was Castellanos. Yeah. Um he, he, God, he's, he's, still hit, good. he's he's still hitting 343. Wow. Yeah. His strikeout rate is twenty percent. That's amazing for a dude with that much. He's just so good. I love for a guy that chases as much as he does. He's not chasing as much this year, so that's part of it. But it's been years though. He hits everything hard. Like we, we, I remember we talked about him in the past when he was with Detroit, and you know, not really killing it, but he was always hitting the ball so hard, and it's finally coming around. He's a forty-seven half percent hard hit guy. You're right. He does swing and miss a lot, but it's wild. His his swing, his swing strike rate is fifteen percent, but his strikeout rate is only twenty percent. You do not see that. uh, You don't see that number that, that close very often. Yeah, the Reds lineup is wild, and like how you got these two guys, Castellanos and Winker, just having amazing seasons. Yeah. And then you have Suarez doing what he's doing. Yeah. Um, you, you got uh, Kyle Farmer still playing like every day for God knows what reason. Um, you got Tucker Barnhart having a really quietly a really good year, but also so is Tyler Stevenson. That platoon is working. And Stevenson uh, like hits fourth some days too. It's wild. Yeah. You look look up and Stevenson's hitting cleanup. It's like, oh my gosh. When Votto was out, he was cleanup and batting and playing first base. Now, it, it, as far as that goes, that's not exa- it's not ideal. First baseman with an 820 OPS isn't all that special. Catcher with an 820 OPS is pretty damn good. Yeah, it is. But they've got uh, nothing from Mustakas, obviously. He's out still. Senzel's out long term. It's a uh, really weird lineup this year. Yeah, it is. But Winker, Winker was out today, but I think he's he's going to play tomorrow. So that's that's good news there. Sticking the NL Central, last guy I want to talk about. It's funny we talk about uh, you know don't want to overdraft closers. These top guys, you know, they're very very you know they're all kind of over the place. The top two closers here have been unbelievably good. Liam Hendricks and Josh Hader have been out, off the charts fantastic. Hader especially. Hader gave up nine, fifteen home runs in twenty nineteen. He's given up none this year. He's given up two earned runs all year. I knew he'd been good. I didn't yeah. know he'd been quite this good. 31 and two thirds, two earned runs, 0.57 ERA. The K rate's back at the elite levels. He's at 46% right now. The walk rate's still a high, but he's under 10% right now. He has a 20.4% swing strike rate. Like that is a number you just do not see for a pitcher. Um, he's been unbelievably good. Liam Hendricks been unbelievably good. If you if you went early on closer this year and drafted an elite guy in the fourth round, it has worked out very well. Edwin Diaz has 16, 16 uh, saves, 293, 104. That's pretty good. You know, Chapman Ryan, has struggled Ryan lately. Presley's- Ryan Presley's been really good too. 
Yeah. Uh, Chapman was amazing early on. Now he, he's kind of struggled lately, uh, but over on the balance, you'll take, although 124 whip, he's not, he's definitely slowing down a little bit there, uh, but 49 K's in 28 innings. You'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you look Basically, at, everybody but Rosenthal has paid off. Yeah, pretty much. But you look at, I mean, you look at, uh, you look at Presley. He's got uh, 38 strikeouts and five walks. He has a whip of 0.9. You know, 1.74. The, the saves are down because the Astros win every game by 12 runs. It's really maddening if you have him. Mm-hmm. He only has 12 saves. But even Kenley Jansen is uh, what 19, 18, 19 what, saves. What do you mean? Like He's 18 saves, oh, 147 ERA, and a .95 whip. It's kind of cute when we're all freaking out about Kenley Jansen. And that's the thing. That's, that's why I say even like he, he kind of fell down to that bottom tier, bottom end of that tier we're just talking about. Right. And he's been if you have him, he's been awesome too. Like drafting a closer in the first six rounds this year, any of those guys has been great. Yeah, uh, it really has. Yeah, and if you didn't, uh, it's been really tough. Unless you unless you got Mark Melanson or Alex Reyes, it's been really tough. And those guys, obviously, if you waited and got those. They worked out especially well, but uh, it's been tough to find. And the problem is, I think we talked about a couple weeks ago. The problem is, you used to be where you know someone gets hurt. Here's the next guy. Everybody bid on him. Now somebody gets hurt or loses the job. There's four guys you can bid on. There's just no one guy that you, we're not. We're not having guys fall into 30 safe seasons because teams don't replace just with the next guy up like that. Yeah, and guys, there's been usage nightmares all over the place too. Yep. Kimbrel, we need to mention him too. Um, oh, he's been he's been awesome. Unbelievably good year. Uh, 52 Ks, 10 walks isn't great in 30 innings, but my God, with 52 Ks and 20 saves and a and 0.59 ERA, yeah. And that walk rate's great for King, Craig Kimball because that's, I mean, the yeah. issue, like it was like four or five years, he had, he had huge walk rates in the double digits and he's at under 9% this year. He has under 9% walk rate. We talked about haters' uh, strikeout rate. Kimball's higher. Kimball's at 46.4, haters at 45.7. That's uh, that's pretty that's pretty amazing right there. Yeah, it is. 20, and 20 saves too. I mean, that's just... That's huge. It is. It is. And uh, yeah, you know, just don't watch Alex Reyes if you have him yeah. um, because the walks are plentiful. And I, I just hate watching nibblers like that. Yeah. Giamatti Gallegos is really, really good too. Yes, he is. Yeah. If Reyes ever slips up and Gallegos ever the job, he would be an elite guy right away. But I just think they love him in, the, in his role too much. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for being listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We appreciate that. If you have any watching us, we appreciate that also. If you could please rate and review the podcast, it goes a long way towards helping everybody find us. Um, helps out the podcast a lot. We'd greatly appreciate that. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, his name is on the screen there. If you're listening to the audio, it's Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. Uh, we will be at you next Sunday. I don't know exactly what we're going to do. Uh, it's 4th of July, so we may not uh, record that night. We might do the next day, but we'll uh, we'll figure that out. We'll let everybody know on Twitter what we're doing there. We thank WinBet for the sponsor. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet. Uh, we do appreciate that. Other than that, hope everybody has a great week and uh, take care. Have some good fancy stats and we'll talk at you next week.